0: Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 18th episode of Barefooting with Sierra. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I've been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I interviewed Barefoot author Nellie Potts. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts, novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I will give you updates on what I'm working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon let's get started. First up, novels. I took a day off from writing and editing due to a cold-induced asthma attack that wiped me out. I mostly just slept to recover from that. Some days are going to be like that, and you have to take them as they come. Now for today's interview with barefoot author Nellie Potts. Hi there, and thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Please tell the listeners a little about yourself, where you're from, and what you do.
1: Hi. Well, I am Nellie Potts. My handle on Instagram is barefoot and luminous, and I am a full-time barefooter. I live in the U.S., in the southern U.S., <laughs> and I am a writer, a singer, an artist, and I'm working on becoming a motivational speaker.
0: Awesome. Let's start with talking about your singing briefly. You mentioned to me before we started the interview a little bit about what you sing. You sing some covers on your Instagram. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Well, I will say that I've been more shy about singing
1: in the past and and I've been brave enough to really put myself out there more. And I am learning the guitar and I'm writing lots of songs. Some of them are about barefooting. I uh, am, am very much into jazz and blues and I hope to soon uh get to the point where i can release something but i do share some of my singing like you said on my social media profiles right now so it's it's been it's been fun to to do that in front of everybody
0: <laughs> yeah. very fun what got you into barefooting well while i have grown up
1: in the country and i had a mom who went barefoot quite often um I'm an unlikely person to become a barefooter. I never went barefoot. I always had shoes or socks on and I didn't like the feeling of my feet getting dirty at all. But in the summer of 2019, one of my friends that I admire a great deal told me about barefooting and challenged me to do it. And, you know, while I'm usually up for a challenge and I love to try new things, I accepted the challenge, but I didn't really think I could do it. And, you know, I should mention, though, that I was in a really dark place at the time. I had been struggling with depression and burnout. And when I took on this challenge, it wasn't easy for me at first. But throughout the process, I got to learn a lot about myself. I was able to grow to Discover that I still have courage and strength inside of me. And it really, it really got me through some difficult times. It got me outside and it made me more present with every step that I take. And of course, you know, grounded and connected, you know, to the earth. And it just really helped me. And so I fell in love with it. And now I'm a full time barefooter. And every day I go on a barefoot walk, you know. I walk at least 10,000 steps a day, sometimes 20, sometimes 30,000 steps. Uh, And it took me a while to get to this point, but I'm definitely committed to the lifestyle and I want to encourage others to join and do the same thing. It's a great
0: experience. That's fantastic. Do you incorporate going barefoot into some of your art? Can you talk a bit about your barefoot art?
1: I yes, I do have uh, some art pieces that I have sold. They're mostly, you know, barefoot, you know, prints like my my footprints and uh, incorporating that. And I'm working on a mixed media project right now that I'm hoping to to share with people in the future. But yeah, I am exploring art more, and of course, just like I said with music, I'm putting myself out there and really, you know, getting to the point where um, I can share the art with people that I have been creating.
0: <laughs> Excellent. And along with going barefoot and creating barefoot art, you've also been blogging about that, isn't that right? Yes, I have been blogging about
1: it. I have some um, shorter blog posts on my Kofi account that you can actually access. There's a link on my Instagram account to get to if you want to see that. And I'm working on um, a website and a blog that I'm going to eventually post. I have quite a few uh, things that I've written that really, you know, share the details of my experience and what I've learned and what I hope to share with other people if they want to become a barefooter as well.
0: Sounds like fun. Yeah. And you also mentioned to me that you're in the process of writing a book. Is that going to be taken from your blog or kind of an evolution of something else? or? Tell us about it's, that yeah so it's kind of evolving a little bit you know that that's the thing um, especially being
1: ready you know sometimes you're you're working on this book for a while <laughs> I was hoping to you know get it out quickly uh, but i've I've uh, of course taken a few different directions with it and um, so it it started off with you know mostly my experiences but I also have some tips that I want to share um, I really I want it to be motivational in a way, um, but I also have, you know, a lot of it, a lot of content that's more like a memoir as well. And so that's where I'm trying to figure out the direction of where it's going right now. But I do have so much that I've been writing. I'm looking forward to getting to the point where I share it with everybody, (laughs) hopefully within the next year, (laughs) maybe a few months. So Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm looking forward to reading that. What has your creation process been like for your book, and how do you keep motivated? What keeps you writing? Well, I've been I'm a writer by trade, a copywriter
1: professionally and a marketing consultant and I have spent a lot of time writing about things that I would say, you know, aren't, you know, a, a passion of mine. I've written for lots of corporations and so this has given me an opportunity to write about something that I'm experiencing and and share, you know, things that I'm passionate about. And so what I do is like I said, every day I go on a barefoot walk, and I try to think about my experience as I'm as I'm walking, and I write about it afterwards. Of course, the creative process, you know, um, the incubation time is very important and you know just going on a walk or being in the shower or i mean driving in the car that's when a lot of ideas hit you so i mean going for a walk barefoot really does trigger a lot of ideas i'm I, that's where i uh, come up with lots of songs while i'm writing walking and so that's really one of the ways that i trigger that and i just try to make sure that i you know sit down and write afterwards, or I even record myself and then transcribe it later.
0: Fantastic. (laughs) Sounds like you've really got that down. What works for you? What's the best advice you've ever gotten about writing?
1: Wow. What's the best advice I've ever gotten about writing? Well, I I will laugh about this. I I don't know if I should say this one, but um, a long time ago, (laughs) the best advice that I got was, uh, to imagine you're writing with a british accent <laughs> that was something that somebody told me and it actually helped you know um to to uh i don't know to write more professionally i guess you know and get you know fancy with it i mean
0: yeah i really like that that writing with a british accent i've been uh, writing a, a postbellum romance and i've had my my main character the the girl's mom i have her as a Norwegian immigrant, and I have her have the accent. So every time I'm I'm writing the mom's dialogue, I'm I'm typing it as a, I'm like saying it out loud and doing the Norwegian accent, and it's it's helpful to yeah. write in an accent. It is. I don't know. It, why like I it kind of it. forces you to to <laughs> adopt a different tone <laughs> to your writing. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I guess you know a lot of other pieces of advice you know that I've been given is this, you know to just imagine that you're having a conversation with somebody when you write and. and and that way it kind of takes the pressure off and, you know, it, it, it inspires more creativity, I guess, that way, because you're, you imagine like we're just talking, we're just friends and
0: we're having that conversation. It's easier to do it that way. Right. Like you're talking to a friend. Great advice. Well, thanks again for joining me on the podcast. Please tell the listeners where they can find you on social media.
1: Well, um, definitely uh, come and visit my Instagram page at Barefoot and Luminous. I also have a YouTube account and a Kofi account. You can access both of those from my Instagram account. I have links there.
0: Awesome. Well, it has been great chatting with you and I can't wait to read your book when you finish it. <laughs> Thank you. It's been great to talk to you too. Thank you for having me. Now on to comics. Like I mentioned earlier, I had a pretty bad asthma attack that left me in bed for the rest of the day. So no new comic today. In comics news today, Clown Shoes Brewery is doing comics in an all-new way on their cans of beer. The comic Kung Fu Ballet follows Master Clown Shoes as he challenges the leader of the motherless children's school of kung fu. Greg Berman, founder and CEO of Clown Shoes Brewery, writes the comic. Every month, a new beer can style with a new scannable QR code will give customers access to the next chapter. The beer is available from California to Florida and from Texas to New England. You can find a local distributor on Clown Shoes Brewery's website. The Doctor's arch-nemesis, the Master, is coming back in a four-part comic book, Missy. The third and twelfth Doctor must combine forces to take Missy down as she tries to get her hands on a secret weapon capable of destroying the universe. Missy is from writer Jodie Hauser, illustrator Roberta Ingranat, and colorist Enrica Angelini. Issue 1 will come out in April to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Master's appearance on Doctor Who, but you can already start pre-orders. Alright, next up is journalism. Every day in February, I'm going to highlight one influential Black History figure. Today's Black History Month highlight is Kwame Touré, civil rights leader and honorary prime minister of the Black Panther Party. Kwame Touré was born Stokely, Stanford Churchill, Carmichael, in Port of Spain, Trinidad, on the 29th of June, 1941. His parents immigrated to the United States when he was two years old, leaving him and his three sisters in the care of his grandmother and aunts. They joined their parents in New York in 1952 when he was 11 years old. He became involved in activism while a student at the Bronx High School of Science, participating in a boycott of White Castle Restaurant because they did not hire black people. After graduating in 1960, Carmichael enrolled at Howard University, where he graduated with a degree in philosophy in 1964. While a student at Howard, he participated in the Freedom Rides, riding buses into the segregated South to challenge the non-enforcement of Supreme Court rulings that declared segregation illegal. He was arrested for disturbing the peace so many times that he lost count. On at least one of the occasions that he was jailed and a guard was torturing him, he began chanting, I'm going to tell God how you treat me. After graduating from Howard, Carmichael became a full-time organizer with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which was the same organization I mentioned a few episodes ago that helped Fannie Lou Hamer get registered to vote and sparked her activism. He considered Fannie Lou Hamer to be one of his personal heroes. After the Selma to Montgomery marches and seeing so many peaceful protesters beaten by police, Carmichael became frustrated and no longer found nonviolent protest empowering. He wrote, quote, in order for nonviolence to work, your opponent must have a conscience. The United States has none. Quote. In 1965, while handing out voter registration cards in front of a school in Lowndes County, Alabama, two police officers approached him and told him to leave. He refused, telling them to arrest him or leave him alone. The officers eventually left. He gained immense local respect for this. He founded the Lowndes County Freedom Organization along with local allies. With the objective of registering African American voters. Their mascot was a Black Panther. After being released from another arrest in nineteen sixty six, Carmichael gave his first Black Power speech. In his words, quote, Black Power meant black people coming together to form a political force and either electing representatives or forcing their representatives to speak to their needs, end quote. He wasn't fighting for the right to integrate, he was fighting to end white supremacy. After he accepted appointment as the Black Panther Party's Honorary Prime Minister, J. Edgar Hoover started targeting Carmichael through COINTELPRO, largely by spreading false information about him intended to divide the Black Power movement. He was blamed for the riots in Washington, D.C. after Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination due to his history of criticizing nonviolent protests. The COINTELPRO operation against him was largely successful, and by the end of 1968, Carmichael was expelled from the activist groups he was involved in. He married South African singer Mariam Makeba in 1968, and they moved to Guinea in 1969. He legally changed his name to Kwame Touré in 1978, but continued to sometimes go by his birth name of Stokely Carmichael. He continued his activism work from his new home in Africa. He was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in 1996 and died as a result of it on the 15th of November 1998. And now for today's current events. Two West Tennessee hospitals have been awarded Tennessee Department of Health's Best Award for Reducing Infant Mortality. In 2019, an average of 7 out of every 1,000 babies born in Tennessee died before their first birthday, nearly 20% more than the national average. Jackson-Madison County General Hospital and Volunteer Hospital in Martin decided to be proactive about changing that. Both hospitals are actively promoting breastfeeding, educating parents on safe sleep for babies, and ending elective labor inductions before the due date. Premature births and sleep-related death were the two top causes of death for infants in Tennessee in 2019. Breastfeeding is known to protect infants from infections by giving them access to their mother's antibodies. By focusing on these three areas, the hospitals hope to help more Tennessee babies live past their first birthday. Nishinaabe Eski Police Services are transporting and installing equipment to remote northern Ontario communities on the ice roads. These communities are inaccessible much of the year. Because they had extra room in their shipping container, they offered the space to the Regional Food Distribution Association. RFDA Executive Director Volko Krom told Thunder Bay Newswatch, We are always looking for affordable ways to get food to these communities that are harder for us to access. The ICE roads make this possible, and we are thankful that NAPS has offered us the space. The ICE roads connect remote First Nation communities in the far north to the permanent highways and railroad system, but due to their nature, are only stable a few months of the year. Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. It's still way too cold for barefooting, as you could probably guess from it being so cold that I had an asthma attack just from trying to go outside. It looks like it's going to start to warm up to tolerable temperatures again late next week, though, so I'm very much looking forward to that. My book, A Brief Guide to Barefooting, will be available as a free ebook from February 14th to 18th. Make sure you head over to Amazon to grab that during the promotion if you don't have a copy already. In today's barefoot news, Danish supermodel Helena Christensen went barefoot in the snow looking for ice holes, as shown in her Instagram post on the 10th of February. The 52-year-old and her dog looked happy as could be on the creek bank. Mayo Clinic physical therapists are seeing an increase in foot and ankle tendon injuries as our habits have changed in the pandemic. One of the most common ailments physical therapist Sarah Gotzinger has seen is plantar fasciitis, a thickening and shortening of foot tendons due to immobility and underuse. She told ABC15 that whether you are currently experiencing foot pain or not, you should take care of your feet just like any other muscle group. She recommends balancing on each foot for 30 seconds at a time, doing calf raises, and doing what she calls big toe yoga, moving only your big toe up and down and back and forth. She says doing these exercises while barefoot will be most beneficial. That's all for today's show. I'll be back tomorrow with another interview, this time with artist Connor Barrett. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at sierrathebarefoot, on Facebook at sierrathebarefootgirl, on Twitter at SierraBarefoot, and on TikTok at SierraIsBarefoot. You can follow the podcast itself on Instagram at Barefooting with Sierra. All of my books are available on Amazon. My comics are available on Instagram at world of possums and patreon.com slash possumheat. Thank you to Legion X for the intro and outro music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and please share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.